Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dies to Removal. We are talking all things Commander tonight, and in my command zone is General Kenobi. Is so. that an accurate Star Wars reference? General Kenobi? That was a character, right? He was a ge- I, I feel like I've heard that. General Kenobi. Yeah, he was a general at one point. Yeah, see, look at that. Even though I've never seen Star Wars, I've heard enough but wait, of it I'm that your, I can I'm be like, yeah, yeah, I'm your commander, so what are you? Are you... I'm the planeswalker. You're the, pla- you're the player. But commanders can work alongside planeswalkers. What, what colors would you be? I would pro. I would probably be. Honestly, I'm red blue. I'm is it? I don't think I'd be red blue. I don't You'd think, be mono we white. We can't be in the same deck. I'm probably pretty white green. But we're not in the same deck together. I'm playing you. Like a damn fiddle. I don't like that. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, like it or not, play you I shall, and we shall be playing Commander far into the future. Today's episode is all about Commander because Commander, I believe. Do you agree with me, Vince, that Commander is the future of magic? If not exclusively, at least a huge part of, yeah. The, it's the future of paper magic. Or a Commander may never arrive on Arena, and Mitgo may just slowly be sent off to the back of the shed for little Billy to, you know. But Commander is where paper magic is going. Sure, sure. Um, not I'm, draft. I'm not, yeah, sure. L- not lim- standard. Limited to, well, not I, modern. But, but you're saying these things, but I don't agree with those statements. Not legacy. Yeah. I'm not talking about what you want. I'm talking about reality. No, no, I'm not talking about what I want either. I don't think ma- magic and paper will not all be exclusively commander. Not exclusively, but. Yeah, thank you. There we go. That's defined the point, that's by. The point I'm getting at. Yeah, it, it's a huge part of magic. Driven by. Growth and potentially, maybe. Yeah. Well, how about this? Let me start with this. We recently had an event that you were at and I was not, and something extraordinary occurred at this event, which was GP Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Magic Fest Las Vegas. Never mind the GP that was held there, because at Magic Fest Las Vegas, there was a little thing called the Command Zone. And the Command Zone, I don't have the exact numbers, but the Command Zone at the very least rivaled attendance of the actual GP. And this was a massive GP that was being held at Magic Fest Vegas. Vegas is one of the premier Magic the Gathering events of the year. So naturally, I was not there, but you were. <laughs> yes, yes. I, and I, the command I, zone, it, it it didn't outsell the GP, but it almost did. And some people said it might have. I don't know. We can look into the exact numbers and put a little scroll at the bottom there if we can get access to them. But it was an extraordinary thing. Tell me about it. You were there. I wasn't. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. It was um, uh, unprecedented style of event. I've been to many, many GPs in my time, or Magic Fest as they're called now, and I've never seen such a dedicated area towards, I guess, casual play because there was no competing there. It was a uh, a thing where you 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 entered with your your on demand tickets. It was, it was an entry cost to get into the command zone, but it gave you tickets that you entered into events with. But those events were you were paired up with some people. They'd check to see if you're on the same wavelength, and you'd sit down get some points and just play Commander. It was not a conventionally structured tournament like you'd expect. Mm-hmm. So I guess by your logic and by your 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 or your inkling, the future of magic is that sort of thing. I would I would suggest that there would still be some sort of tournament magic. But yeah, this was wildly different to anything I'd experienced previously. And it was it was it was fun. It was unique and it was novel, I think, is another thing. I don't know if once the novel or the novelty wears off, whether or not we'll be able to have many, many of these all year round. But we've got three more coming, but we'll come to that in a moment. And I think that it's really amazing that not too long ago, Commander players had to fight for space at a Magic we, Fest. We had I'm, just gonna, at LA. I'm also going to 
refer to it as GPs because that's the nomenclature I'm used to. Uh, 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 you had a, con- a controversy at yeah, LA. Yeah. Uh, 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 I want to hear about that in a second. And I just want to finish by saying that it was not that long ago that in general, if you want to play a commander at a GP, you are on the outskirts because you are not paying for any events. You're not you're there's you're not really doing commander side events. There's a few, but for the most part, you're just getting casual games for free. You show up to the GP, you don't pay attendance, you don't pay entry, and you're just saying, hey, anybody want commander? You sit down on table space that then they need for a draft that people paid for, or a modern event that people paid for, or uh, heaven forbid, the main event that people paid for. And it's like, all right, everyone, pick up your five thousand cards that are strewn about between the four of you, and uh, pick it up and move away for paying customers. There was uh, a controversy at LA. Let me hear about that. That's exactly what happened at LA. People wanted some chairs and some tables to set up to play Commander. uh, And because there just wasn't room, because there was so many people at LA and so little floor space was earmarked for the event or booked ahead of time for the event, there wasn't enough space for that casual play to happen. So what happened was people rallied on Twitter to get people out to the coffee shop out front, outside of the event hall, Mm -hmm. to play Commander because there wasn't space for it. But that has had a knock-on effect. It shows that Commander is popular and it shows that people want to play Commander. So in Birmingham, there was dedicated casual table space that would never have an event on it, right. which is nice. And then at Vegas, they had not just a, not just three rows of tables, but a huge area that was paid for and invested into by the commander players. And and fully monetized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, we have to, I guess there's a good caveat there, right? It's pointing out that people talk about should they be monetizing commander and things like that? But you've got to remember these halls aren't don't pay for themselves. And sure. these companies have to run these events that cost money, right? So... So yeah, and he says while wearing his Channel Fireball. Yes, yes, my American shirt. Channel Fireball T-shirt. Yes. So yeah. Wait, is it a different one in Britain? Well, no, it's the American flag. These these colors don't run, Brian. Come on, these colors don't. Aren't run. they the same colors of? Uh, uh, aren't those the same colors? Well, you as stole the colors and arranged them in some sort of other order. Yeah, but so it's, red, red, so it's the same colors as your flag. So what's your problem? I don't have a problem. You're the one. It's just the you're just like you're, you're like you're like cracking wise at America here. No, I had the as you are a guest in our country. I'm not cracking wise. I just don't run. I'm, I'm all for it. America, f- yeah. About to beep that one out. No, I'll have to beep that one out. That is our first. What episode is this? This is like episode 19. This is the first time Vince has accidentally sworn. And it was in the name of freedom. All of- <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been American if I didn't. You know. Oh, that's rich. I think commanders should be monetized within reason. I do believe the halls need to be paid for. I think the staff should be able to be paid for. Uh, judges, I assume, were around at Vegas. Were there judges in the command yeah, zone yeah. area? Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the, the the entrance part was manned by uh, like uh, five or six judges at any one time. Okay. Check that you know what you're doing. They check that you're happy with the pod you're in. That they they pointed you out so you can get badges where you could stick your color identities onto them and your pronouns onto them and all this sort of stuff that they direct you to and then get you to your table and then yeah be there for judge calls. As well. I mean, I actually feel that that's to me, and I know it's very it, this in itself is controversial because a lot of people view magic as almost and I don't want to say altruistic, but but a, a very just we want to be able to have the pureness and the goodness of this game and community without shelling out any cash ever. And I actually, everything you just described, it sounds, I I like a little bit. I don't mean to be like oingy, oingy, boingy, snoity, toity about it, but I like a little bit of service. I like, I I really, I love and respect judges. I like them nearby. I feel good when they're nearby. I I like being able to call them on a a, a debate over a card so I'm not getting into a fight with a friend or a new friend. I, I, I liked all of the perks you were describing. That sounds very welcoming, very inclusive, very wonderful. And so, yeah, I'm fine with a couple Bucks also, Soul Ring promo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's a very good point. I totally forgot about that as, as well. Yeah, I haven't put it to my deck yet. It's sat in a folder. Not, I should probably use that. Yeah, the, um, the Soul I'd Ring promos. Uh, 
Um, yeah. I'd sell it because no offense, I don't like the artwork, and it's going for a lot of money. I like the artwork, but I'm more enamored by the older artworks. So yes, the car. But yeah, the solving problem itself just pays for the event. I mean, I guess the secondary market value of that card might diminish a little bit as we get more of them coming into the market. But I right. can't. Probably, I can't uh, imagine the card getting. Too cheap. So yeah, a soul wing problem is good. And that makes me excited for what the problem might be next year or the year after. For Arcane Signet. Oh, that makes me... That, now you've ruined my excitement. I was excited for all of about 30 seconds and you've absolutely just shot it in the back of the head. I was thinking like, you know, Mystic Remora. Hang on, is that Reserve List? I don't believe so. Oh, well, Mystic Remora or Vistic Studies or, right. or Brainstorm. It's or whatever, amazing. Yeah. They've never reprinted Ristic Study except as a... Yeah, I uh, know. It's an uncommon... Uh, uh, the, the Commander really Arsenal expensive. one. It's crazy. Yeah. Um... So this got the attention of Wizards of the Coast. And I would say in a really lickety split fashion, they jumped on this opportunity yeah. of there's yeah. a market. We can finally monetize. They're willing to pay. Their customers are willing to pay. And so we are having, for the first time ever, three monumental events. Nothing like this has ever been done. Uh, and it's Command Fest, mm-hmm. not Magic Fest where there's a GP and a command zone and side events. But literally, this is the equivalent of, actually, I'm going to say it, this is the equivalent of a commander GP. Not in the sense that there's a ranked competitive structure, but in every other sense. It's as though you're going to the GP hall. It's as though you're buying admission to the main event. It's as though there are vendors, I'm sure there's vendors everywhere. Uh, You're getting your promo, but instead of competing for two you know, sweat-filled days of junk food and and insomnia uh, to win the standard GP. You are sitting down and playing Commander with friends new and old, getting games constantly, so talking so shop, it sounds talking like you're genre. Some of you are excited for it, right? I am beyond excited. I'm going to be at two of the three of them. So the reason I'm not going to be at any of them is because none of them are in Europe. Because once again, they, if you live in North I'm America... I'm by that. Yeah, so... So the locations are uh, Seattle. Yep. I will be at the Seattle... Uh, Command Fest. DC, I'll be at the D- DC Command Fest, uh, put on by Star City Games, uh, your your competitor. Uh, at my <laughs> competitor at Card Kingdom too, but uh, our company's get along, fine. Game store, right? get along fine. Uh, and then the third one is Pastime Games is putting on, do you know the location? What, what did you say so far? Is it, is it Chicago, Seattle, DC, Chicago. Right, I'm mildly apprehensive. If I'm honest with you. Why? So, so there's two things. One, I'm a little bit frustrated that the first three of them were North America only. I mean, Japan and Australia and stuff and South America already have. cracking wise about America again? It's only been 10 minutes. No, I'm cracking wise about Magic's focus on North America as its primary audience and everyone else gets the uh, the the off-runs, right? Well, here at Tolarian Community College, students need to stop cracking wise and start cracking books. I thought you say packs, but... Don't crack packs. Anyway, Buy singles. Europe doesn't have one, which is frustrating. Like, I'm like, there could have been one in London, right? Or even like Paris. I'm shocked one of the three yeah, is exactly. in London. But the real reason I'm apprehensive is because, as I like, so I love Commander, right? I really enjoy playing Commander. I played a lot of Commander at Vegas. I played a lot of Commander at Seattle. You play Commander? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? But the thing is, if it's just Commander, it's just Commander. The great right. thing about GPs on Magic Fest, like I haven't done a main event. I'm doing my first main event at Bologna this year for the first time in like 18 months. Because the main events aren't the thing that excite me. I like going along and playing uh, a chaos draft, and then right. playing some commander, and then and then playing uh, some legacy, and then playing some modern. Like, and as far as I understand it, that isn't the case for these things. It's mm-hmm. just a big room for playing commander. And for some people, that would be fantastic. And for some people, that's exactly the itch they want scratched. A right? well catered, a well like like a giant room for playing commander, where you're going to be able to get new games with new people, new decks with sure. new people. Have uh, judges and staff nearby. Uh, probably, I'm willing to bet, awesome events. 
uh, where they're probably going to uh, uh, hold specific events within. I, there's they got to be doing something where it's like you know. I think I think they might. Be, I think so. Again, the the details are actually quite vague. Yeah, I, I dug for some of the details again with being such it was channel five, and they're still. I think because it's been put together so quickly. It's There's going to be panel. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, they've invited me yeah, at so both panels, panels yeah, exactly. as well. But I also think, I, as far as I understand, you can't get in unless you're paying your admission ticket. That is an interesting aspect because the one thing I've always really liked about Magic Fest is if there's a Magic Fest near you, you don't have to play in the main event. Just roll on in. It's free. Get some games for free. Yeah, browse some vendors. Browse go some to vendors. The artists, that sort of stuff. How are they going to manage that? It, like, let's assume... I mean, it's, it's new to magic. It's, it's an, that's as a, but it's always making it more like a real convention, a real convention, a non-magic convention, right? That's you a normally lot pay for to manage, ticket. though. Yeah, because that means you have to check ID going in and out. Or, uh, how is that going to work? Maybe they just won't. Who knows? But <laughs> badges. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, so okay. So that's how the command zone worked. You had a band, uh, which then turned out that they tightened over the course of the day, and people were like losing. Oh no! Out. Yeah, the banding was. Uh, the Channel Fireball immediately said uh, after the first day, "Don't worry, the bands were a mistake." Have your badges, and there are badges on lanyards. Okay. Which you can stick all your stickers to make your, like, commander. Sure, that's cool. So that's, it's probably that, and that'll probably solve 99% of the problems of admission and stuff like that. But my issue comes from that lack of variety, I guess. I guess I like a lot of different magic. Like which variety. Is, which doesn't make everyone that way. I said right? it would be really funny if, if instead of, so there's a command zone at uh, uh, Magic they, Fest. Yeah, yeah. So at Command Fest, maybe there should be a standard corner. Like a... A spike pit that everyone can go and play the in their tournaments pit. or whatever. Throw yeah. them in the spike pit. And then everyone walks past and points at all those spikes playing against each other, shuffling the cards really fast, right, not talking. Right. No one's smiling, no one's laughing, no, no one's having fun. I don't know. Except the, the know. lantern control players smiling and laughing. Yeah, yeah. they grind their opponents so, to dust. Yeah, so it's just weird and like to not have that all those elements as well. I guess it's the most, uh, like I said, towards a normal convention. Right. right. But I feel like the variety that comes with a Magic Fest it makes it more akin to a convention because it's See, now you've more. got me worried because I'm I'm apprehensive now about I really loved that I always got to say to people, come on down, people who were hesitant about Magic Fest and and GPs. I said just it's free, come on in. Walk around for a minute. Like if it's in your area, come in, walk around the perimeter, yeah. leave if you want, or look for someone who has a sign that says cube question mark. Yeah. And 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 then say I'll get in on a cube game. Yeah, you can't go to the- and I don't have to pay any money for that. And, and trading, cubing, just 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 connecting to the wider magic community in your area. That I don't know if this is going to achieve any of those things. Will someone who had to pay? We don't know what admission is as of the filming of this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, will someone that had to pay admission uh, still want to bring their cube and and ask people for a draft? Will people at a commander fest? Still want to maybe get a draft in. I always thought that was just the funnest thing. I'm walking around. Someone's just got a sign that says cube, question mark, looking for cube people. Uh, the number of people inviting me to play their cube uh, uh, throughout Magic Fest is always high. And and I always thought that's a real charming aspect. Sometimes people have multiple, like sometimes uh, people have multiple decks on them. They just want to get some games. And I'm wondering how much that might get affected by no, I paid admi- admission, Commander. Commander players are pretty mellow, though. Like we joke sure, about, we joke casual. about. Commander players wanting to just cause misery to the board, but that's not true. And everyone's really usually very happy playing Commander. They they really enjoy it, and they struggle to get games. And I know this is what I hear in my user emails, user emails, viewer emails. <laughs> Are you a user of Tolarian Community College? Uh, stop using me, Vince. Um, I wouldn't be emailing you, Brian. Right. 
<laughs> uh, but I hear this a lot. I love Commander. I can't get a play group together. I can't get games at my local game store. And so that's worth the price of admission. Go in and you're going to play Commander till you drop. Have a great time. Sounds like a lot of fun. But another thing, so you mentioned about how Commander is the future of of, of sorry, is the future of paper magic. Yes. And then you poked fun at me and told me that, oh, you may want these things, but you can't have them anymore. Mm. So is Command Fest a, a sign of the death of paper magic outside of casual? Are you telling me that PTQs and MCQs or whatever that whatever three-letter acronym we use to describe them are going the way of the dinosaur? Because there won't be an I MCQ. Believe, my, belief, my belief is that Wizards of the Coast would like to see that happen. My belief is Wizards of the Coast, if they had a magic genie, would love to be done with it and that they would love it to be this. Because think about this. They don't have to organize anything other than, and it's a lot to organize, but Command Fest, come in, get games, sit down. We got judges handy. The end. And that all of that structure and all of the organized play and all of this madness is a giant headache for them. And, and I believe in my heart that they have literally had meetings where they're like, is there a way we could intentionally tank or sabotage organized paper play? Because we'd like it to only be on digital so you, arena. So you believe there was actually meetings that did that? I believe so. I don't have any information no, about that. Yeah, but it's, it's just feeling about my yeah. gut, which is informed only on fear and ignorance because I'm God. an American. That, that gives a very dark and almost seedy underbelly to the Commander Fest proceedings, doesn't it? That makes me go, wow. Yeah, I, I, Commander, I said to, Commander's killing magic. Like, I said to Vince before we started filming, this will be fun. It's it's really loose, really relaxed. And then you we're were surprised that I wasn't so keen on the events. The and now we said yeah. this as well. <laughs> At least you can tell that we don't like preamble all our stuff to make sure we agree with each other, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> so if Commander Fest is the future of magic and it's going to have perhaps a, a negative knock-on effect, and a purposeful negative knock-on effect on competitive magic, why is that? Why do you think wizards are adopting it so handily and so quickly to be like, oh, this is the future of magic. Why is that? Is it because it's so popular with players? There's many reasons, but I believe one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that Commander is so popular and is going to be the future of magic and also why Wizards loves it is actually accessibility. I believe Commander might be the most accessible format for a lot of reasons, despite the fact that there are people out there with their souped up, blinged out, all Judge Foil decks that are worth thousands of dollars, you can play Commander for 25 bucks. Uh, if, if you watch EDH Quarters, yeah. a YouTube channel that I'm a big fan of, he does nothing but $25 uh, Commander deck techs that are fantastic decks. You can absolutely put one together, together as your first deck and, and sit down and play for 25 bucks. I've complained about the rise in price of Commander Precons and about the decrease in quality. And I hope that my complaints stop, meaning that they stop raising the price on the Commander Precons and stop decreasing the quality. But even at its current price and current quality, the Commander Precons are a great way to start playing Commander. You can do so, just pick one up from the store and start playing. And you can put together then each price tier going up. So that's 25 bucks if you go to EDH Quarters, 45 bucks if you go to your local game store and pick up a Commander Precon, uh, $65, 75, 85, you build $100 Commander decks, 200, 300. And therefore, whatever your price range is from 25 bucks and up, you absolutely can have a Commander deck that you can sit down and play and since it doesn't rotate, you don't have to worry about rotation. So what put that $25 deck together and you've got it for life. So why is Wizards so excited about this? Because they've discovered that they can monetize Commander in a way 
that they have been unable to monetize standard, modern, and that they used to have for draft, but draft is petering out. And they are seeing Commander as the cash cow of paper in the future. They were shocked every year at how well the Commander precon sold. They were shocked that when they raised the prices, they sold out, that when they raised them a second time, they sold out. They absolutely uh, are is a huge demand for Commander. They are finding that people will take events that they used to be able to show up for free at and sit down and play Commander and instead pay to sit down and play Commander. Uh, it can be monetized. And so that's why Wizards is big on it. Hmm, okay. Why do you think that Commander is one of, if not the most popular formats currently? I think it's one of the most expressive formats. So like I I talk a lot about how in Modern and Legacy and and other formats as well, like I like like to play jank and weird things. uh, And not everyone is on that that train in those formats. So sometimes you just get smashed by like people being super competitive. And whilst there is competitive EDH that does exist and there are a group of people online who will tell you your deck isn't competitive enough when you make a video that says competitive in the title of experience that firsthand. Right. Except for those people, the majority of uh, EDH players or commander players as we call them now are playing like their favorite legendary, right? Or like uh, they're playing a, a deck themed around a set or just cards they like. And the amount of players that I meet whose decks are suboptimal simply because, and I do this myself, playing cards that aren't the best card in that deck because I really like Sudden Titans and play Sudden Titan in every opportunity I can get, which is normally Commander. Right. So I think Commander is probably one of the most expressive or self-expressive formats because of how much variety and customizability there is in the format. The problems only arise when someone's really enamored by a card and they find out that card is, oh, that card looks cool. Oh, what's, that card's 50 bucks? Because Wizards haven't put it in a in a pack or a product for like 10 years. Sure. So yeah, so, it's customizability, I think, is one of the biggest draws for Commander. Three feet off camera right here, I have piles of Lorwyn basic lands because I want to make sure that my Lorwyn Commander is running Lorwyn Basic lands. And every one of my mountains in my profile deck is mismatching on purpose. I like the variety of a mountain range, right? There you Mount, go. Mountain range is on uniform. That's no, no, no. Sense. Uh, all the way down. And I know that other formats, of course, like things like basic land, but people do love self-expression. Yeah. Commander allows so many versions of it. That's why the people who want planeswalkers, and I don't want to debate this one at all, whether or not planeswalkers <laughs> should be commander, but the reason behind it. Be. The reason behind people wanting Planeswalkers as commander has almost nothing to do, there's always an exception, but usually has nothing to do with gameplay reasons. They want it for self-expression. I want Planeswalkers as commander, says the person wanting it, because I want Ral Zarek or Vraska to represent me on the battlefield, not because I want that Vraska negative two ability or whatever. That's baloney. I've never, in fact, heard anyone say they want it for gameplay reasons. They want it because they love that Planeswalker to death and they want to express That's themselves the that way. the reason I champion it. So the more ways we allow people to express themselves in Commander, the better. I don't want to get into that particular debate. I believe we had it on a previous dice. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about it. Uh, uh, nonetheless, I think that one of the other things about Commander is that the multiplayer nature of it allows for both hyper-competitive players and extremely casual players to be able to sit down and play in the same format, not always with each other, but in the same format and succeed 
on the terms that they yeah, want to succeed. Yeah, it has a balancing element, 100%. Sure. It's part of the argument for why, why Soul Ring should still exist in the format. And for the record, I think it shouldn't. But one of the arguments is that the first person to play a Soul Ring is not really the first person to get ganged up on. I mean, exactly. the commands only did a video about that when they looked at stats, didn't they? And said right. that the turn one Soul Ring doesn't necessarily win you the game because it makes you public enemy number one. So the multiplayer element balances that out. And I've had it before. I've lost games I love- where I might have the best deck at the table because I've... My touchy over deck is super powered up, competitive levels, and I still lose because everyone is dunking me because they, they know it's coming. So multiplayer balances it out. I love the joke, and there's a certain truth to it that the person who uh, has the weakest deck or perhaps is the worst player at the table or perhaps both uh, is always the person to come in second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that basically they will get ignored throughout the game or the person whose deck malfunctions or misfires yeah. because they're going to get ignored throughout the game Everyone's going to pick each other off, and then they're left alive at the last minute. And then someone whose deck actually I've seen worked. more players win games of commander by missing land drops and being ignored, right? Than hitting every land drop, right? And and there's a lot of people who love magic and actually are put off by. I actually, this is one of the weirdest aspects because you would think, as much as I am a casual player, I I still have that fire of 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 competition in me, even though I am not a pro player or a grinder or, or, or one of those types. But I still, when I sit down to play commander, I still sit down to win. When I sit down to play modern, I sit down to win. I've got that little fire in my belly, but there's a lot of people who have the opposite. They find that off-putting. They, it's stressful, it's antagonistic, and they'd like to have fun first. They'd like to self-express. Certainly, they'd like to have a good game for certain, but they don't necessarily want a cutthroat brutal, spiky environment, and Commander allows for that, but it also allows for CEDH, and I'm a huge CEDH fan. I don't exactly play CEDH myself, but gosh, do I love to watch CEDH players play. I'm so fascinated by what they're doing. It feels like watching a chess master go to work. In fact, some of them use chess timers, uh, uh, four-person chess timers yeah, uh, to play CEDH, and uh, I just love it. But it think, has something for everyone. But I think I think the, the fires of comp- competition that you just mentioned, that, that wanting to win thing, is part of the reason why I don't think Commander is the sole lifeblood of magic. Like, you had you had um, the original founder of Wizards of the Coast sit in this office and talk to you, right? And yes. he talked about how one of the, the best decisions he ever made was in, incorporating an organized play program. Well, I agree. Even when, even when formats were stale or new sets were bad, people still played. And there were a lot of people. You see people... At the moment, there's a thing we're coming to very shortly about a survey Wizards put out very recently on Twitter about uh, the future of Magic. It's about Commander. And the comments that are like, but I don't play Commander. I play Standard. I play competitive formats. So there are players out there who are still itching to like, you know, prove themselves or play Magic like a chess game or like a puzzle game. And Commander doesn't always scratch that itch. So as much as you believe it is the future of Magic, I feel like it's a very, very strong and important part of the future of Magic. But I don't think it's exclusively the future of magic because magic is so many things to so many people. Of course. Well, I'm a big supporter in diversity of formats, diversity of play. Uh, on all those levels, I go on and on about I believe in the great diverse ecosystem of magic that even if, like, for example, I am not, as I've said before, the biggest fan of draft. And I think draft is a vital part of me being able to, believe it or not, sit down and play commander. Why? Because draft is what everyone shows up to every night at my local game store and what helps bring money in for my local game store to stay open while I come in and get commander with three that's, friends that's at the, my local game store. That's a very interesting store. point to make about the ecosystem, like, is if, if people are just selling the occasional singles and commander products, can game stores survive on that sort of thing? Games, now, every game store is different. I have spoken to and I'm friends with 
a lot of game store owners from big to mostly most of my friends who own the game stores own uh, uh, my couple friends are, are like what we might call a gamer den. So it's a smaller operation. Uh, almost everyone tells me the same thing. Uh, obviously, this is going to vary. There's a million game stores. It's going to your your mileage may vary, but for the most part, I hear the biggest profit margin is in stores where people are buying singles because stores can offer store credit to take in singles at a fraction of the cost of what they sell it for at cash. And it ends up really good for the store. It can end up really good for players. That's why a store will give you $1 in cash, but $2 in store credit for that card. Sure. because and, and then they sell it for $4 or $3 uh, or, or so in some cases $6. To crack those packs. <laughs> they do need people to crack those packs. They also just need people in the store. Uh, uh, you need that impulse buy. I, I remember at my uh, former, I've moved since, but uh, uh, Anime Imports in Pacifica, California. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, please go check it out. A fantastic place. Uh, and one of my favorite memories is I brought a friend in to uh, there for the first time. And she uh, enjoyed herself and uh, came, wanted to go back a second time. Uh, came back a second time. She'd had a great time. And the second time she came in, she said, uh, hey, Mike, the store owner, hey, Mike, uh, uh, you have, saying he has million folders. Uh, let me see your foil folders. And, and he, he's like, well, what are you looking for? I have 15 folders of foils from every, you know, he's giant library. And she's all, bring me the first one. And he's like, uh, okay. And as he does, she starts going through it. Oh, I need that card. 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 She must have dropped over $500 on foils that had been sitting behind his his shelf, you know, for, for a while. And she did it because she enjoyed the game store. She was treated well there. She had a good time. Uh, she blinged out, I believe, her commander deck. Well, that, and it was her command. Actually, now that the memory was coming back to me, it was for her commander deck, and, which is what we do ultimately like of to course, bring like, out. He made he made very good return on those cards. The majority of those foils aren't going to get bought by anyone but commander players. Because right. the commander players are the ones that bought the foils. But the problem is, who's going to open those foils? Not the commander players. Commander players that aren't cracking these packs. And this is one ah, of the things that's going to come to you. Right. And so, then we have but, drafters at Mike's who has a very good trade-in deal. And so people go into Mike's to try and go infinite where what they can do is they can draft and then they literally take everything from their draft plus the prize packs and turn it in for store credit to be used towards their next draft. We yeah. call that going infinite. Yeah, sure, you do it on uh, Modo as well. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, that's a lot of cards going into the store. That's a lot of cards going into the store. But the thing is, so the reason why Commander can't serve the sole purpose of allowing Magic to survive is because we know Wizards of the Coast love their premium price draft products. Like every Masters set that comes out and Horizons itself is a meticulously designed draft environment. And barring Modern Masters... Two and maybe um, M25, M25, A25. They've all been incredible limited environments, but the problem is the majority of players have only played one or two or three drafts because of the price of the packs, right? Which is why I and many other creators agree, are, la are lamenting and saying, this is ridiculous. I should be able, in the same way of Battle Bond and Conspiracy, go in and draft Master sets or Horizon sets for four bucks, and then we put those cards and then run in six. If if Horizons had been four bucks a pack, uh, and they had printed it with the numbers of Conspiracy, which they were able to do, well, suppose, run in six would be ninety it, bucks a, a the card. With premium packs, as opposed to a lot of modern Horizons product out there that no one's opening because they don't, can't afford the drafts. But I guess what I'm getting at is Wizards love that stuff, and I don't think we're going to see it go away. What I, I keep saying on this show, but there will be some sort of draft set at the end of this year for the quarter four. And it's not going to be normal price. We know, we just know that from trend, right? right. It's going to be a Horizons or Masters esque product, a price point. And Commander doesn't fit into that. 
Because commander players aren't going to go, I'm going to buy three packs of that. They'll buy one at the counter, perhaps on a whim, to try and crack that Commander foil players don't buy packs, right? but they buy foils, they buy singles. Sure. And that, sure. I, I, uh, uh, from what I've heard, if you go in and buy a $4 single, that store owner is going to make so much more money than if you buy a $4 booster pack. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not advocating it. You should buy yeah. singles. Don't crack, don't crack. I literally made a video today. Don't crack boosters for singles. That's not what you want to do. But it's not the kind of players doing that. So I think right. we're talking about how it's the future of magic, but without the drafting, without the cracking of packs, without the seal, without the, the drive to get standard and modern chase rares, the it all starts to dry up and we'd have an, a, living, a card game that's no longer living, perhaps, if that's the case. Which is why I always advocate supporting all formats. 100%. And, and uh, even formats like Modern and Popper have a place in that ecosystem. Even if you are casual, you should see the importance in there being competitive play to drive articles. Uh, when I do a Commander deck tech, that is connected to organized play doing well enough for my other deck techs on competitive decks to succeed and help keep the channel going. And it's all interrelated. Yeah, regardless of whether Wizards are mismanaging some of those formats, perhaps. Oh. On the topic of that, shall yes. we, we talk about what Wizards' plans for Commander might be coming forward? Well, a survey came out a while ago, and uh, it caught Vince's attention, and he bookmarked it. And so whenever Wizards sends out these surveys, it's them kind of testing the waters. And so what players like to do, and Vince in particular likes to do, is look at these surveys and try and reverse engineer. What are they planning that the questions in the survey might indicate that they're trying to see if they can, you know, pull off? And so this was a survey about Commander a while back. And so Vince is going to ask the questions and I'll both answer them and try and figure out what it means for the future of Commander. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about it, yeah. Let's start with the first one then. So, first of all, do you like to, well, we've covered this already, pick up foils and promotional cards for your decks? Yeah, I I mean, I I, I try and reserve myself in terms of blinging out my decks where I don't bling it out anymore until I know it's a deck I'm going to keep. But once I'm like, yeah, this deck is not going anywhere, Gosh, I love blinging out a commander yeah, deck. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm the same it's, page. It's like I, a long-term project that's so fulfilling. People should follow me on Instagram because whenever I pick up a little bit of uh, a blinged outness for my tattoo... Do you have an Instagram account? I do have an Instagram account. It's present Kenobi, by the way. It's my dog, food, my face, and magic cards. And yeah, I love showing off like tattoo cards. And, and yeah. I, I traded some stuff in to get a... Uh, the, the 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 promo uh, not the promo the masterpiece crucible of worlds is my souvenir from oh, Seattle. Oh, nice! As one of the pride parts. What a great Batman. feeling when you have that your eyes set yeah. on a specific little target. Sometimes some of the things I'm looking for are 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 not so much valuable, but just hard to find. Like I really like Spanish language cards, Ooh, yeah. and Spanish language cards actually are some of the least. Like, like in terms of the wider populace, uh, uh, liked, mm-hmm. and so it's harder to find. So when I want something like a foil Spanish Elspeth from the time that they printed the promo Elspeth in a dual deck that they did put in Spanish, that's hard to find because nobody wanted it and it's not out there and it didn't sell well and they discontinued doing the the those uh, dual decks in Spanish before they even discontinued dual decks. And so it's like, dang, that's hard to find that. that, And it's like not even worth that much, but nobody's looking for it and nobody's putting it up for sale. It's in somebody's trade binder thing in the back European of the room. And it's like, French, I want German. that foil Spanish Elspeth uh, uh, Spider-Man. It's foil Elspeth in Spanish. So I what? If, Elspeth okay. in Spanish. So what if I told you you can get your Elspeth in foil in, in Spanish, but the whole deck that you were buying was in foil? If I told you the whole commander deck you could buy would be completely in foil. We How used to, does that make you feel? 
we used to have that. We used to have a, a product. No, 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 no. And you had, we had product. Of course we did. We had the boosters and the no, far no, no, ice, Vince. and we had the slivers decks. No. And... Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. They were called the premium to. deck series. Of course. What if I, I told you? What if I told you you can get a commander deck like that? How did that make you feel? What did that make you think? The, well, they were a hundred card. They were a hundred card. Well, the great one deck. And the... No, no, they were sixty card. Those sixty card. I converted it. My sliver deck started as the premium sliver deck. Uh, uh, premium deck that's, series that's slivers. A, that's a very good point. I bet a lot of players out there who've got sliver decks right now may have started yeah. out with those, that deck series. And uh, yeah, they sold terribly, apparently. I love that, that well, What series. if I told you you get a commander deck in all foil? The non-foil version's out there. What if I told you it's not an, an old foil one? Can't tell you the price are, point. Are, are the quality of foils going to be uh, uh, on the level as the premium? <laughs> Listen, we all make jokes about foils curling, and they do. The premium deck series had quality foils. Are they going to be on premium deck series foils? Let's say hypothetically, yes. Is that a product you would buy? Will it be at the premium deck series prices? It's going to be at a premium, of course. There's no MSRP. Premium That's, deck series prices were, were good. If we're real about it, without the... They were without, 40, 40 bucks a pop. Okay, so one of those... Let's say one of those in that set has got a true name. 100 foil cards, premium deck series quality for 40 bucks? No, because what will happen is one of them has a true name nemesis or scavenger using it. They will get bought out and that one's like $200 to buy, but the rest of them will be well, what's What's the MSRP? Oh, what? There isn't one. There well, isn't. there is one because is it sold at Target? What's it for sale at Target and Walmart for? Or whatever, whatever, whatever. What's would, you pay, would you pay double for a full commander pick? No, I wouldn't. What's double? What's a commander pick on now? 50 bucks? 45. 45. So 90 bucks. No. Oof. I would not pay 90 bucks for that. What if, at the, okay, the better hypothetical, or more likely hypothetical, okay, on the same topic, you have your normal pre-cons, right? And they're the same quality they were this year. They're okay. But Wizards released a $500 set of all four that you could buy that come with one-fifth of a cut sheet or whatever for 500 bucks. Would you buy that? All four, all foil, 500 Yeah. And then have a bit of a cut sheet. Maybe one I don't set. like the cut sheet. I almost would rather get it without the cut sheet. Like, <laughs> why? Like, why? Set to like roll it's, it up it's, and yeah, it's put just, it in the Yeah, it's irritating. It's irritating. 500 bucks for four pre-cons of foil. It would sell. I wouldn't... I wouldn't personally it's a weird idea it's right? getting there it's getting there like 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 i would i would i would for me personally now we're no longer talking about like my evaluation as the product guy if that means anything is that that would sell lickety split that my evaluation is that would sell lickety split me personally just not the professor but brian just like 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 are you going to pick this up for your own just stuff is I would really look at things like the frame, the artwork, the quality of foils. Uh, 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 I'm not interested in those throw-ins, like like the uncut cut foil sheet or the cut uncut foil like sheet. I'm interested or... in things like like magic cards. I want the magic cards. Are are these uh, uh, special artwork, special frame? Like for example, a product I liked a lot recently, which was only twenty bucks a pop, were the uh, guild kits for Ravnica, sure. and they included basic lands that had the individual guild symbol as this expansion set. So Boros had the Boros symbol. Uh, I, I can imagine that, that being that, part of it because then you've got less. They chaff. had a, a wonderful frame, but it'd be less chaff because if we don't do that, if we don't do that, we're going to have a foil precon commander that you get and. 70 to 80 of those cards are going to be chaff that you don't want in that deck later on. Let's say, right? let's say that in those four decks that are all foil, the commander itself was a textless full art commander. It's literally... Yeah, a, people would... People, I'd go nuts for that. Something like that, like the old oh, Magic don't Rewards. Don't say that publicly. It's going to be $1,000 now. It's the next, the next Mythic Deluxe Commander Edition. The reason I pose this hypothetical is because 
On the new survey, when when asked why do you go for foils, why do you go for promos, one of the options is, uh, well, would you would you consider purchasing in the future? I wanted a deck of all foil cards. Is that right. why you bought those promos? So they're foils? looking at offering a deck Will of all people, foil. Not necessarily, but not for hundred percent. But it's definitely a thing they're considering. Hundred percent. Well, they used to do decks of all foils. Uh, uh, foils have fallen out of favor with a lot of Magic players because of poor quality. And it's interesting because, well, obviously foils are always going to be susceptible to curling. They uh, are also going to be less susceptible with things like higher quality card stock, uh, for example. One of the things is like old edition, like, I don't know, old name an old edition. Seventh. Uh, seventh that was doing foils. Seventh yeah, was doing first, foils. Foils. Uh, the seventh foils. edition foils uh, on Japanese cardstock. Magnifique. Yeah. Uh, because Japanese cardstock came out of Cardamonde, uh, much thicker. European, I think you, you you Europeans also get Cardamonde out of Belgium. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the best maker right now. Um, and, and so when they did premium deck series, they weren't using like, I think now they use like fantasy flights printers, they rent them. So when they run off supplemental product mm. now, they don't even use owned printers. They rent, I believe, and I'm not saying, I'm stating this as professor doesn't know. I, I believe they do rent fantasy flights or have in the past rented fantasy flights owned printers. So fantasy flight owns printers that wizards rents and, that's why supplemental products oftentimes are just riddled with, I opened a commander deck in one of my videos and the lands were all stuck together and ripped off. And I was like, give me a break. Uh, uh, and that comes from, we're using rented printers as opposed to the magnifique quality of the Cardamonde up in Belgium. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're looking I've at got, doing, they're looking at doing okay. all foil. What's the next question? So the, my, my, my next hypothetical yeah. is, imagine you opened your commander deck, okay? And... Part, not, not an additional booster, not an addition to the deck, but part of the deck is a randomized selection of cards. So it's in a little sealed old school tournament pack with a little tethered plastic round it, and you open it up, and in that set of cards, it's different to what the next one you open in that video would be. So for example, what Vince is describing is imagine that they come out with the new Baron Sangir commander deck, and Vince buys a Baron Sangir commander precon, and I buy a Bar Baron Sangir commander precon, and then within that, there are 70 predetermined cards, but the mana base or another section of the deck is wrapped in boosters. And then Vince opens his mana base in the Baron Sanger and he goes, oh, sweet. Bloodstained Mire, the black uh, red uh, battle bond land. Uh, that's the commander yeah, land. That's yeah. amazing. They don't reprint those. And then I open and I've got a guild gate instead of mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. that they go, oh, that's just how it goes. Uh, uh, you've yeah. got a randomized, you've got a randomized by booster pack section of your commander deck. That could even extend to foils. It could be a card that's new to the commander product, cannot be getting forward anywhere else. But the only way to chase that foil is to buy more. I won't comment, I won't comment on the foil aspect. But my point is, is it's, it's rare chase stuff. Yes. Rare, rare chase so stuff. So like like you 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 get the the new the the version three Tristani from return to return to return to return to Ravnica that has come out in this future timeline, and and you crack it open and you've got a full art textless foil Tristani and I've just got Tristani yeah. uh, uh, like I would get in my return to return to return to Ravnica booster. If that were to happen, Wizards of the Coast, you've seen me do negative reviews in the past. You've seen me do reviews that have given failed grades. You have seen nothing yet. If you take commander precons and stick booster packs of sections of those commander decks in them as uh, maybe Vince will get different contents that'll be better than me by buying a commander precon. Uh, my wrath will be great. 
I will, that is the worst thing that could ever, I would be furious. I think it's, of all the things on that, on that quiz, I'll say quiz survey. I would never buy that it product. Was the bit, I mean, I hate Eminence real a lot, right? And it suggested, would you like the Eminence come back? And I was like, oh, no way. We're Muslim, no way. Then I saw this question and I was like, wow, that other one, yeah. that's not even on the same level. The idea that I can buy a pre-con for my nephew or whatever, and he's like, oh, I'm really looking forward to getting a fetch land. They've reprinted fetch lands this time, haven't they, mm-hmm. Vincent? Like, they have little uh, hypothetical Timmy, and then he cracks it open. He's like, I didn't get an Arid Mesa. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, try again. Well, Try again. No. And like, oh, but, That's I, not but I can't pre- afford one, Uncle Vincent. I'm like, well, it sucks to be you. I yeah. don't, that is not what pre-constructed products are for. Yeah, right? it's like it's like what we were saying with this idea of the cut-uncut sheet. It's like, it's not an uncut sheet when you cut it. Once you cut it, it is no longer a pre-constructed deck is not a pre-constructed cut. deck if you're right. randomizing the It's a base. pre-constructed deck. You know what you're getting. Sell, you, you want people to buy boosters? I've said this before. They don't want to do it. Put cards that people want in the booster packs. Alternative hypothetical then, which is slightly better, but still I think is problematic, but I want to hear what you think. Instead of randomizing any part of the deck, the deck comes normally, but you get a box topper-esque booster pack within your pre-con, which could have any other cards in addition, In, it, in, in addition to the 100 cards. For the normal price point, yes. Let's just say hypothetically even up the price. Extras, extras, fine. All right? If it's not costing me more money, and they're like, hey, what if we threw in a box topper? Maybe it'll just be a, uh, what was the what was the dud box topper? The, the red, stirring, green. Stirring uh, Wildwoods. Uh, stirring or Wildwoods. Maybe it'll just be a Stirring Wildwoods uh, uh, super art, but maybe it'll be a Baron Sanger super art, you know, of the new Baron the, Sanger the that better be coming. the would be that, like we saw with the Altman Masters. They'll raise the price. Yeah, the price will go up. And, I, then, and at that point, it's no longer a freebie, and that's when you get the fill bands. One of the things that, to me made Commander Precons the best product that Wizards uh, had available was not the fact that it was a Commander product or even the fact that it had great reprints uh, or original cards in it, though they often did in the past. It was the fact that it was accessible and affordable and that originally, I mean, the original price was $29.95 on the first batch. Yeah. $29.95. Those were the days. We are up up to $45. And uh, I feel... That that is never minding the fact that I feel that they've decreased in both reprints and original cards in terms of quality. That is affecting the whole like, hey, you don't have to have a lot of money. Like, yeah, yeah, you get twenty nine ninety five. Go pick up a, a a whatever deck and and a mind seize deck and 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 come on and have some fun with us. And that they're throwing in all these add ons and they're like, hey, if I put one more card in here, will you give me ten more dollars? No. No, I won't. <laughs> so the last the last hypothetical, at least, I guess we can at least touch on this because we haven't talked about it on the podcast before, uh, is that they gave a section where they had five slots for you to choose reprints mm-hmm. for future commander decks. Do you feel like Wizards might be learning from the ire previously given by content creators and, and community alike that the reprints just aren't good enough? And do you think they should then act on that? And do you think this is the product where we can see, we keep we keep mentioning the fetch lines. Let's just use the fetch lines as examples. Is this the product for them? If this is the future of magic, Brian, if this is the future of magic, this is the place to put the put the fetch lines, surely. Uh well, I, Commander doesn't need fetch lands. Modern needs fetch lands. Sure, oh, sure, sure. Legacy needs fetch lands. Sure. Commander doesn't need fetch lands. But people you, want if, fetch if, lands. If you come to me, there's a difference between needing and wanting. People want fetch lands. I'm just, I'm just using them as a desirable card. This Let is what gets my. This is what you want to know. What gets the professor's heart? You come to me and you say, "I want to play modern. I really want to play modern. I really want to play this deck, whatever." But the mana base, entirely because of fetch lands in modern, 
it's it's seven hundred dollars. And and I I I'm a student. I'm 22. I, I work at at part time at this, thing, and I'm a student. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can get all the other pieces, at, you know, or most of the. Other, but like this is ridiculous. That it, it needs these fetch lands, or it just will always get trounced at the weekly modern event. And and then I'm like, well, when when did they reprint them? And five of the ten fetch lands, and one out of seven masters products. Uh, and, and that gets my heartstrings. But you saying. Oh yeah, I'm running uh, 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 Gerard, but I can't really afford uh, an Arid Mesa. Uh, uh, fe- right? Did I guess that Arid Mesa is the dual land? Yeah, right? yeah. Oops. No, no, no. Arid Mesa is the white red fetch land. Yeah. Oh, it's the fetch land. Yeah. Okay, right, right. Sorry, uh, uh, Arid Mesa. I-, I can't afford uh, an Arid Mesa for my uh, uh, Boros commander. And I go, well, you don't need it at all. But the point is, is this the place to put them? No. The, okay, good. I'm fine We're with We're in agreement with that. We're no, agreement the with place that. to put them is in Zendikar. Yeah, well, the well, place to yeah. put fetch lands so that they are affordable is within a block set. But the problem we have with surveys like this, let's say, probably, I'm, I'm setting up for a, a ranty point, I guess, is that we're just going to put these five spaces in this, this bloody survey, right? And then people are going to go, oh, yeah, I really want the fetch, fetch lands fetch for lands, modern. Yeah. And they're gonna put the, I did it as a joke and showed you the screenshot and put it on Twitter, right? People are going to do that. And that's not the place for it. But, but wizards might listen to, like, you know, like they said in the past, they take data but don't really use it in the right way. And they're like, oh, okay, six of fetch lands in there. And that won't affect the price in any way, shape, or form. They'll fly off shelves and people will want them, right? And little Timmy still can't get his modern decks all right. Now. And it also ties back into the point that we made earlier that actually magic is an ecosystem and Commander can't serve all those purposes. No. And for people who want the, the cards, like you said, you were completely correct, legacy and modern, these fetch lands, they can't be in a Commander product. They shouldn't be in a premium price product, although they should have been in every single one since since the dawn of that idea of product, but they need to be in a standard set. But that was kind of the preachy point I was getting at, because people watching this video will be like, you know, stick some fetch lines in there, up the value. Valuable reprints are great, but the things like fetches, the, the four of cards for other formats, Commander's not for those. No. We get all sorts of problems with it. So I'm scared that that's, that's the response everyone's going to give Wizards, right? Everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, Arid Mesa and Verdant Catacombs, and that's not, that's not what we need in these products. Well, I've fired off my road. I've given you my entire idea for like a, a product that hopefully Wizards can come and uh, sign me up to design. I hope you've enjoyed the episode today. Let us know in the comment section below how you feel. Are you on Brian's side that magic is dying because of Commander? Or are you on my side that the delicate ecosystem where the two sets, the, the, all the formats, come together to keep magic alive? Brian, where can they find you? You can find me exactly where you are because you are currently on my channel. What I really would love you to find is that subscribe button. And then after you've found it, the little bell icon so that you can know when a new upload comes up. Uh, what you should also do is go and like, comment, and subscribe on one of my videos. Doesn't matter which one. You I'll have take, a YouTube I'll channel? Take the-